Hi, this is Hamida from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 23rd of March. The total number of coronavirus cases in India has sharply increased to 425. The figure includes 41 foreign nationals. Seven deaths have been reported so far with three reported on Sunday. The Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR said that 18,383 samples have been tested as of 10 a.m. today. According to official government estimates, Maharashtra and Kerala have been worst hit by the virus with 67 confirmed cases, while Delhi has reported 29 positive cases. Uttar Pradesh has reported 28, Rajasthan 27, Karnataka and Telangana with 26 cases, Haryana and Punjab at 21, Gujarat at 18. Ladakh at 13 Tamil Nadu at 9 West Bengal at 7 Madhya Pradesh at 6 Chandigarh and Andhra Pradesh at 5 each Jammu and Kashmir at 4 Uttarakhand at 3 Bihar Himachal Pradesh and Odisha at 2 each while Puducherry and Chhattisgarh have reported one case each Across India 80 districts including Delhi Mumbai Chennai Kolkata and Bengaluru are under complete lockdown which means only essential services will be allowed railways metros and interstate buses have been stopped and public transport has been banned in Punjab Rajasthan Bengal and Haryana Mumbai has banned one or more persons from public spaces and even in private cars trucks carrying essential goods will be allowed but this morning there were complaints that tough checks at borders has slowed down supply Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal on Sunday announced a total lockdown from today till March 31st in lieu of the growing pandemic. The CM made this announcement in the backdrop of the Janata curfew that had been observed by millions of people across the country. The Janata curfew had been introduced by Prime Minister Narendra Modi to practice social distancing and urge citizens to come to their balconies, windows and doors at 5 p.m. to give a shout out. and express gratitude for people who have been providing medical and other essential services during the ongoing pandemic as per his request residents clapped rung bells or banged utensils to show their appreciation towards those employed in essential services like healthcare and journalism for their efforts during this difficult time however instead of practicing social distancing during this time people came out on the street in hordes to celebrate and showcase their appreciation leading one to realize that the whole point of such a curfew was lost during the lockdown no cabs taxis auto rickshaws will be allowed to operate in the national capital private vehicles will also be banned the essential services that would remain open include shops selling grocery fruit and vegetables milk cooking gas supplies telecom services home delivery of food banks and atms hospitals and pharmacies and 25% buses of the Delhi Transport Corporation only people working for essential services will be allowed to use private transport the delhi metro had announced that it will stop services till march 31st and the delhi police have imposed prohibitory orders across the city banning gatherings of more than 4 people in view of the virus all india institute of medical sciences or aims opd services will remain closed till further notice The Banaras Hindu University on Sunday announced that the OPDs of Sir Sundarlal Hospital have been temporarily closed from 23rd March till further orders. 
Tamilnadu Chief Minister E.K. Palani Swami announced statewide restrictions from 6 p.m. tomorrow and said that the district borders would be closed. Transport and taxis would not ply. The orders would be enforced till March 31st. The government of Telangana tightened restrictions till March 31st by imposing 100% curfew between 7 p.m. and 6 a.m. Exemptions would be given only to medical emergencies and those violating the rules would be dealt with strictly. Checkposts would be set up at all police stations to see people came out only for buying essentials or in case of emergencies. A brother and sister from Kerala who were put under home quarantine after returning from the UK as per the guidelines defied quarantine and flew back without informing the health officials of North Paravur in Arnakulam. The duo had arrived from the UK on March 13th and were asked by the health authorities to remain on mandatory quarantine for 14 days at their home in Peruvaram in North Paravur. In Andhra Pradesh, a complete lockdown was put into effect till March 31st from Sunday onwards. Today, PM Modi urged people to take the lockdown seriously. He tweeted and I quote, "Please save yourself. Save your family. Follow the directives seriously." I request the state governments to ensure that the rules and laws are followed. Unquote. The Delhi Sikh Gurudwara Management Committee wrote to Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal offering the sarai or inn at Gurudwara Majnukatila Sahib to be used as quarantine facilities for those affected by the virus. The committee also said that langar will be provided by gurudwaras in the city to the needy and those affected by the epidemic. The Tamil Nadu branch of the Indian Medical Association or IMA has also come forward to help the state government for the management of the virus. I am informed the government that willing member hospitals were ready to keep 50% of their bed strength reserved for the management of the virus in case of any eventuality. Goa witnessed a total shutdown for the second consecutive day on Monday as the state government extended the Janata curfew to contain the spread of coronavirus. A delegation of various industrial bodies in Goa met Chief Minister Pramod Savant at his residence on Monday urging him to allow the industry work with 20% workforce. The Arunachal Pradesh government has announced a lockdown in the state from Monday evening till March 31st. Himachal Pradesh Chief Minister Jairam Thakur announced in the assembly that the state would be placed under lockdown until further orders. In Lucknow, women holding a dharna against the Citizenship Amendment Act, the National Population Register and the National Register of Citizens since January 17 suspended their protest today due to the lockdown in the city. Kerala has converted the Government Medical College Hospital at Nakulam into an isolation center. The 500 bed hospital will be used exclusively for virus infected patients. The Supreme Court on Monday said it was considering shutting down its functioning and hear urgent matters through virtual means. The court said that by Tuesday evening all lawyers chambers in and around the apex court premises would be sealed. The Delhi police on Monday registered a case against a man who allegedly spat on a Manipuri woman and called her corona. The incident reportedly took place in the Vijayanagar area of North Delhi on Sunday night. A Twitter user took to the social media platform to narrate the incident where a middle-aged man allegedly spat on the woman before fleeing from the spot on his white scooter. A case under section 509 of the Indian Penal Code has been registered. This is just one of such increasing cases that have cropped up not just in India but around the world. On March 3rd, two female students from the northeast were attacked by six men in Kamla Nagar near Delhi University's north campus. The men were on motorbikes and threw water balloons at the two women and called them coronavirus. 
Our campus politic reporter, Jayashree Kumar, did a report on that. Go to newslaundry.com and check it out. Now, for some worldwide coronavirus updates. New York has now been deemed as the hotbed of the virus after a registered sharp increase in positive cases on Sunday led it to account for roughly 5% of cases worldwide. According to reports, this was due to the rapid growth of the outbreak and the increase in testing in the state. Controversial Hollywood producer and convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein has been tested positive for the novel coronavirus. In the US, a vote to advance a massive coronavirus stimulus bill did not materialize Sunday night in the Senate as negotiations failed to produce a deal on the more than $1 trillion aid package. Senator Rand Paul became the first senator known to test positive for the virus. The spread of the pandemic prompted Canada and Australia to say that they won't be sending athletes to the Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo this year if they aren't delayed because of coronavirus. Italy, the hardest-hit country in Europe, had banned travel within the country on Sunday. The government also issued an order freezing all non-essential business activity until April 3rd. Hong Kong authorities said that they are banning tourist arrivals to the global financial hub as the city is facing a growing number of coronavirus cases. The city government announced 39 new cases of coronavirus on Monday, 30 of which had had a recent travel history, bringing its total to 357 and 4 deaths. Hundreds of Americans have left Peru after getting stranded in the country amid travel chaos caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The U.S. Embassy in the country's capital, Lima, said that they are working with the Peruvian government on all options for U.S. citizens to depart the country and are arranging charter aircraft. It said approximately 500 American tourists departed Peru this weekend, including some of the most urgent medical cases. Earlier this month, Peru issued a state of emergency, closing all international borders and leaving many Americans stranded and unable to get out. British people gathered on Sunday at the seafront in Whitstable east of London, despite official pleas for social distancing. The UK government has warned of tougher measures if the British public continues to ignore the government's appeal to stay indoors. Saudi Arabia has imposed a nationwide curfew as it tries to stem the spread of coronavirus. Saudi ruler King Salman issued an order for a curfew between 7pm and 6am local time. The curfew kicks in Monday evening and will be in effect for the next 21 days. Saudi Arabia has taken some of the most drastic steps in the region, including halting international flights, suspending work at most institutions, and closing public venues. The country has recorded 119 new cases on Sunday, bringing the total to 511. Syria registered its first case of coronavirus on Sunday. Health officials said that the individual who tested positive came from abroad without specifying a country. Health Minister Nizar al-Yaziji told state media that necessary measures had been taken regarding the individual, who he said would be quarantined for 14 days and given medical checks. Damascus announced a ban on public transport on Sunday as it increased lockdown restrictions introduced in recent days, including the closure of schools, parks, restaurants and various public institutions, as well as calling off army conscription. The country ravaged by nine years of civil war has a wrecked healthcare system that many fear would not be able to handle an epidemic. But government authorities have denied any outbreak or cover-up. China reported no new local cases of the deadly coronavirus on Monday, but confirmed another 39 infections brought in from overseas. The National Health Commission said that nine more people died in the city of Wuhan, where the virus first emerged late last year. 
Two months after China took the dramatic steps to lock down some 56 million people in Wuhan and the surrounding province of Hubei, infections have slowed dramatically. And for five consecutive days, there have been no new cases in the province. Travel and work restrictions in the province have been gradually eased. And China's President Xi visited Wuhan earlier this month, his first since the crisis erupted. German Chancellor Angela Merkel was on Sunday in quarantine after meeting a doctor who tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Germany has tightened rules on public gatherings. News of Merkel's potential exposure to the virus came after she announced a ban on public gatherings of more than two people and further infection control measures. Spokesman Stefan Siebert in a statement said, and I quote, The Chancellor has decided to quarantine herself immediately at home. She will be tested regularly in the coming days and fulfill her official business from home. Unquote. Dear listeners, in times of coronavirus, the citizens of India observed a short session of appreciation for health officials and employees of essential services who are doing their best to combat the pandemic that's threatening to loom over. But it's important to remember that the healthcare of our country is a pressing matter that needs to be addressed. To get a better idea, Read Ayan's report, India's healthcare is not equipped for a COVID-19 pandemic, and we can't clap that away. Our reporters are doing their best to give you fact-checked and extensively researched reports during these trying times. If you feel like showing some appreciation, then go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button. The lowest subscription starts at Rs. 300 per month. Now, back to the news. BJP's Shivraj Singh Chauhan is likely to be sworn in as Chief Minister of Madhya Pradesh today. This comes days after the Kamal Nath-led Congress government fell in the state after losing its majority. Shivraj Singh Chauhan will take oath for the fourth time as Chief Minister. Kamal Nath resigned on Thursday just before the Supreme Court's deadline to prove his majority in a trust vote. The Congress lost its majority after 22 MLAs loyal to Jyoti Raditya Sindhya took a flight to Bengaluru and resigned. Sindhya tweeted that the MLAs joined BJP yesterday. He himself quit his party after 18 years and joined the BJP last week. The Congress tried to reach out to the rebel MLAs but failed to win any of them back. While rejecting the appeal for more time, the Supreme Court said that uncertainty in Madhya Pradesh must end and ordered a test of strength last Thursday. Kamal Nath had come to power in December of 2018 after rivaling Sindhya in the race for chief ministership. Defence Minister Rajnath Singh on Sunday condoled the death of 17 security personnel who were killed in a Maoist attack in Sukhma district of Chhattisgarh. At least 17 soldiers were killed and 14 others injured in the attack on Saturday. Singh tweeted and I quote, I am deeply anguished by the death of security personnel in Sukhma. I offer my respects to the brave jawans who laid their lives in security of the nation. Unquote. On Saturday, separate teams of nearly 600 personnel belonging to the District Reserve Guard, Special Task Force and Commando Battalion for Resolute Action had launched an operation from three sides towards Elmagunda, after getting inputs about a huge gathering of Maoists there. According to reports, when the patrolling teams were near Minpar village forests, a group of around 250 heavily armed Maoists ambushed them. Now, in international news, the Afghan government and the Taliban on Sunday held their first discussion on arranging prisoner exchanges. This is a key step in a broader push for peace. Zalmi Khalilzad, the US special envoy for Afghanistan said, and I quote, Today, the US and Qatar facilitated the first Afghan government to Taliban technical talks on prisoner releases via Skype video conferencing. Unquote. He had said on Wednesday that it was urgent to quickly conclude plans for such exchanges as the coronavirus pandemic was complicating diplomatic contacts. 
The agreement signed by Khalilzad and a senior Taliban official on February 29 in Doha established a framework for bringing to an end to America's long drawn out war after the 9/11 attacks. The Taliban had rejected that proposal and said that its agreement with Washington meant for all 5000 prisoners to be freed before inter-Afghan talks could begin. Taliban leaders have said that they are ready for the next phase of the peace process but would not meet with government officials until their prisoners are free. A few days later after backdoor talks, Ghani announced that the authorities would free 1500 insurgents as a gesture of goodwill with plans to free another 3500 prisoners after the talks are underway. The Doha accord oversees the gradual withdrawal of American and other foreign troops over a 14 month period which has been the singular focus of the US diplomatic efforts. The first phase of that withdrawal has already begun. In exchange, the Taliban committed to continue fighting against terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda and promised to negotiate for the first time with Kabul. Since the Doha agreement was signed, insurgents have carried out dozens of attacks. Insurgents who had infiltrated a police unit in the southern province of Zabul on Friday killed at least 24 police and soldiers, according to officials. Political chaos in Kabul has further complicated matters with Ghani's former chief executive Abdullah Abdullah also claiming the presidency following last September's bitterly disputed election. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. The Delhi riots of 2020 gave us terrible memories that will be hard to forget. While the coronavirus pandemic has taken over those memories now and rightly so, some people have not forgotten what went down in northeast Delhi. This includes our reporters Ayush and Basant who continued the investigation. What they discovered was horrifying to say the least. To know more, read the joint report titled Delhi Carnage: The Story of One Mob, Two Drains and Five Murders. But in order to read it, you'll have to subscribe. Don't let that deter you from knowing what's the truth. Pay to keep news free. It's more important now than ever before. Also, to shed a positive light on the current pandemic that has us biting our nails, metaphorically. Also read Dale Fisher's report on how Singapore successfully contained the coronavirus outbreak. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.